So to continue our journey, we came across the Atlantic. We were leaving behind the early church and coming to the Reformation at Yale. Yale University, compliments of our good friend Hugo Mendez, who's chanted with us. He's a postdoc there doing a fellowship. And he put our name in to the basket for this Generations Project. It's a congregation project where they pick a theme and the theme this year was passing the faith from generation to generation, eona and eona, which is something that we're always talking about. So it was very timely that we were participants and we were the first Orthodox to participate in this uh, project that has been going on for five years. So they were very glad to have us there. I was not in time for the presentation but according to all the people that came up to me afterwards, we were ably represented by our, my son Maximus. He gave a slide presentation, and in his quiet demeanor and manner, he wowed them. They were awed. They all want to come to St. Philothea. So, but the theme of this project was how do we transmit the faith? And you could see from all the different backgrounds represented. There were Methodists, there were Lutherans, there was a Korean church, and they threw us into the mix, the Orthodox. Everybody was concerned, especially with this research that's come out from the Pew generation, that the millennials aren't too interested in a significant percentage, not too interested in church as it is. So we came together to put our heads together. And of course, when you bring all these different backgrounds together, kind of everybody is taken out of their comfort zone. The worship services were very interesting uh, in terms of rock and roll and singing and poetry. And uh, we didn't have dancing, but just about everything else was there. And uh, so they asked us to participate. And so I said, okay, Constantine, would you like to read chant the epistle. He says, okay. Dr. Constantine Kokinas, who was part of our team. So he, he said, yes, he would. So he looked it up in English. But somebody said, no, chant it in Greek. And I said, oh, okay. And they did, and they were stunned. They'd never heard something so beautiful in this chapel uh, at Yale University. And of course... Um, I had plenty of suggestions for them how they might decorate their chapel since it was all white walls and columns and pillars and uh, we did find a cross but it was uh, pretty iconoclastic to that degree. But what was interesting was that everyone struggled from, from getting people, attracting people's attention to actually communicating the good news. There were all kinds of, if we can say, gimmicks and tricks to gather people to go to where they are, but there wasn't much to bring them back. Now Christ came to us in the flesh, but He didn't leave us there. He brought us the good news. And what we all realized is that just as the apostles were sent out they were not always received. They went out with barely anything. 
but not everybody welcomed them. And so they were admonished to shake their dust off the feet and move on to another more fertile ground. So out of this, we, we great, gained some great friendships. Uh, we were at Yale, so everything was in, uh, everybody was brainiacs, except me, but they were very smart people and you could kind of feel it. But they were also very pious people and very concerned about their faith and how to live it and how to communicate it. I heard through the grapevine that the, uh, that the Orthodox were kind of the rock stars. Hugo, they said, they asked Hugo, you know them? <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of sexy when it comes to faith, you might say. <laughs> so from there, uh, I was supposed to leave on Wednesday and get to the clergy laity on Thursday for the opening presentation, but as, as things would have it, uh, there was a thunderstorm and it didn't allow a plane to land, so therefore the next day there was no plane to take off. So I was delayed another day, but it was beautiful. I got to go to the banquet. We had a great time together. And uh, Presbytera went to the opening, uh, opening presentation on what's going on in the Archdiocese. And with all the change going on in the world, it's also likely that there will be change in the church. And there was a revolution. I had to tell Mike, I said, Mike, this is not what these things usually look like. This is very different. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. This is crazy stuff happening. I, I uh, had seen the opening presentation by Mill Marianus because he had given it to the clergy at the last clergy retreat, so I knew what was coming, but not everybody did know what was coming. And what's coming is that they are doing a strategic plan. That is, they've done it out in San Francisco. He walked through their metropolis with it. It's, it's on board, it's active and now they're bringing it to our metropolis. And what it means is that they've invited everybody to have their input. What does the church need to be healthy? Where are we falling short? And so we built this long process of a year to come up with 34 categories of things that we need to address in order to function better as a church. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like something you've heard before? Well, it goes one step further. And something we need to do, they set goals, they've established these committees, they set the goals, and the people, the leaders of those goals are accountable to, within one year, meet certain goals. And once they decide, the first year is just gathering information, the second year is implementation. And Bill Marianus, as we said earlier about being sent out, the apostles were sent out. He practically had an altar call. He was having everybody write down what area they wanted to be involved in, where they could contribute. And then it was a, a music kind of thing, and he was preaching it strong and sending us out. And then he sat down. And the bishop stood up and he was speechless. He was visibly moved by what he was witnessing. 
I said to Bill in the hall, I said, you've released the secret weapon. He says, what's that? The Holy Spirit. And the bishop got up and he says, hello. <laughs> hello. And he began to talk. And it's the first time I've ever seen him cry. But he, he broke down in the middle of his talk. He was so moved by what he was witnessing. Well, the next day at the plenary session, I realized we hadn't had elections yet. So I reached over and I said to a priest, I, I didn't see where they're having the elections. I haven't voted yet. And before he could answer, Bill Mariana says, oh, by the way, the cat's out of the bag. I said, what's this about? He says, we've dissolved the Metropolitan Council. We thank you all for your service, but now the leaders of every ministry are now going to constitute the Metropolitan Council. Because he said to his eminence, his eminence said, well, what should we do with all these leaders? He says, well, this should be the Metropolitan Council. And the bishop said, so be it. So be it. So by unanimous consent, everyone agreed. This will be our new Metropolitan Council. The boots on the street are going to be there to show and guide the church in which we should go. It was very, very moving. And his eminence, when he got up, he, he, he did apologize to the people who had served long and faithful. They'd been elected. They'd been following the system. But he apologized and he says, radical times need radical changes. And so we're going to step out in this direction and we're going to let the Holy Spirit guide us. The next step to this is that each parish is going to be have to come up with a strategic plan. Of course, we're well into that, but we can learn from what they've done. We can refine it. We can make it more effective. But what I noticed was that everybody in the room was excited because their gift was going to be offered and received and they were going to be held accountable and so it's a really glorious thing so I saw that there was a revolution this is a, a sea change it's interesting that I, I thought of the quote from C.S. Lewis when they're talking about the Narnia Chronicles where it was always winter but never Christmas. We always felt a struggle and a tension, but we didn't feel the energy of the Holy Spirit, and now we felt it. So we will, that will be coming to our neighborhood soon. Our liaison is Nina Harrington. She is the, they call them champions, they call them coaches and champions. So she is the champion for St. Philothea. So she will keep us in the loop. But it is a very dynamic and beautiful process that is taking place and we look forward to the fruit that it will bear. So glory to God in all things. I do have